Hello, the message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's Favorite House Canada. We pray that as you listen, God's light will flood your heart and transform you forever. Amen. Talking today about the helper. The helper. Father, as your word comes forth, I ask that it will be all of you and none of me, that you open the hearts of your people to receive your word and what you are saying in this season. Honor and adoration we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. How many of us have ever tried to help someone before and they rejected your help blatantly? Is there anyone? Let me see your hand. Have you ever tried to help someone? Like you see that maybe this person is going the wrong path or this person is sinking or something and you want to help and then the person rejects your help. How does it feel? Let me see your hands. If you've experienced it, let me see your hands up. I'm sure we've all, at some point, you've come across someone in your life that you could see that they were going wrong and then you try to help. Sometimes it even leads to fight because they refuse to take, accept your help. Think of the feeling if you've ever experienced it. You know, now that's one. Now there are times that God actually sends you to help someone and then they reject the help. And then, you know, you go back to God, you're like, God, but you said I should help this person. And they keep rejecting the help. If you've ever been in that situation, I mean, if you've never been, I can tell you what the feeling it is. It is, it is, it is, it's unpalatable. It's a terrible feeling. And a lot of times you just leave them. And you know what? I've tried my best. The helper. You know, one thing I learned about the Holy Spirit some time ago is that the Holy Spirit is a gentle spirit. He will never force his way. You know, a lot of us came on Friday. We thank God for the turnout. It was an awesome time in God's presence. We were here on Friday. There was a release of God's power. Awesome things happened. Everyone went home with gifts. But we need to remember that these gifts are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. From time to time. You know, because I want to encourage, before I go into the message of today, as we begin to walk in those gifts, you know, someone may ask me, Pastor, so how will I know when to use the gift or when the Spirit of God wants me to use the gift? What's the answer? It will come upon you. You will know. You will feel it. But the problem we have a lot of times is we struggle with the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit of God comes and says, go say this thing. You know, in my journey with God, I've been through, I mean, it's been a school. It's been a school, and I learned over time to say it as it is. Why? Because we've always had experiences where, I, I, I know an experience I had, I was sharing it with someone some time ago. So where I think we're still at the other place, you know, and then God gave a word of knowledge. I mean, the Spirit of God gave a word of knowledge. And the word was that there's someone here. That's what the Holy Spirit was telling me. So he says, there's somebody here. Um, you went to the hospital. And at the, when you got to the hospital, the doctor said, you had a growth in you. I said, okay. And then he says, God says the growth is gone. The Holy Spirit said, the only thing is that it is not a physical hospital. <laughs> then my man, I'm like... What do you mean by not a physical hospital? What kind of hospital do you have again that is not physical? I struggled. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. How can I say that someone that went to the hospital that is not physical? 
So I didn't say, I mean, the way I said, I just said, there's someone here. The first thing went to the doctor, the doctor says there is a growth, and God is saying the growth is gone. gone. Only for one of my daughters come meet me a week after. I then said, that was me. I went to a doctor, I, went to, I had a doctor appointment in my dream. And the doctor said I had the growth. So when that word came, I knew it was for me. And the only thing he said, you see, say it completely as it is. Hallelujah. Obedience. Obedience. So for some that have received the gift of the word of knowledge, I want to give you a few scenarios. What if maybe you're in an Uber or you're at work or something, or you go to the bank, and maybe a teller is attending to you, and then the Lord tells you, tell this person that I will heal his mother. Will you do it? TD Bank. <laughs> Let me give you perspective. Eh? Oh, you have a truthful to yourself. Will you do it? If you do it, you are confident. When I said you say, Pastor, I will do it. Let me see your hands up. Eh? You write it. <laughs> ah, God have mercy. Eh? You do it. No, but God, when God tells you, eh? so how will you do? You don't say, okay, disclaimer, this may sound weird. No. You, eh? you send email. No, you don't know the person's email. Eh? You're in a, you're a customer. You're at the bank in front of a teller and God gives you the word for that teller. You sit and quickly go. Hallelujah. You know why? Because God is sending us into the world. The gifts, like we said, they are not primarily for us. They are for the common good, to help other people. So when you receive the gifts, you are meant to use it as the Holy Spirit leads you. Why? You know, and the way the gifts work is, as the Holy Spirit comes upon you and as you are obedient, you begin to, it sees that this one is trustworthy. It releases more to you. So for the people that, you know, prophesied, gave word of knowledge, I'm sure, and I hope we all, for those that have been attending the teachings of the spiritual gifts, you understood what happened on Friday, right? Did you understand? Did you know which ones were word of knowledge? You knew the ones that were prophecies? You know that in the prophecy session, there were also words of knowledge. Amazing. You know, I remember when um, Brother Maya was prophesying, there were words of knowledge and there were prophecies in, inside them. Amazing. Amazing. Gifts of God are awesome. So God has released them into our lives. So for someone here that's released the gift of, that received the gift of healing, listen, you ask God for the gift of healing. God has given you. Go and be healing people. I'm like, Pastor. <laughs> oh, God have mercy. I remember someone, I mean, someone, the former church where I was, someone told me something. He said, ah, somebody was sick in the hospital, like one old, the person was in a, like an old people's home, like very, those people that are ready to die, like they've said, oh, you have so, so and so many more days to, to live. And then there's this person that was sick, this old person that she really liked. And she felt very led. And she came to me, she said, ah, brother, I'll go. I prayed that person to death. <laughs> so she said, she laid down on the person, and the person died, like the person was peacefully dead. <laughs> 
Oh God, have mercy. Don't forgive me. This I love the rest of you. <laughs> oh my God. But guess what? The person had been the person had been in pain. And I say you have the person is God. Maybe that was God's time time for the person. Don't be discouraged. <laughs> so God has given you the gift of healing. <laughs> oh God. And then you go to someone, maybe a friend. You say, let me practice with my friend. <laughs> and the person has maybe a pain on their arm or something. <laughs> I know we like drama, you know, as believers. And then you lay your hands on the person's hand. And the person says, yeah! And the person screams. And you say, thank God the anointing is here. <laughs> and the person says, the hand is paining me more. What will you do? Is it by your power? Hey, you've done your own. You need to get to the point where you die. So God has given you the gift. I will use it. Our Bishop Benson Rada said, I have seen the dead raised countless. And I have seen the dead not raised. I have seen the sick healed. Amazing miracles. And I have also seen times when they were not healed. But God remains sovereign. Listen to me. It's not by your power. It's by the power of God. All you are is just a conduit. All you are is a conduit. You take the challenge. Go into the world. As the Spirit of God leads you, pray. Leave when you finish praying. You don't need to... I mean, but one thing I learned again, depending on the gift, the ministry of healing that you receive, the kind of healing, you know, I don't want to delve into that today. Like, that's not what we are meant to learn, but... The only thing may require you to confirm. Stay with the person and confirm. Some other times, it's something that is going to be um, gradual. You leave. I remember a story. I shared it some time ago where this um, lady said, she was talking about she became a believer. And she says she was beside, I think, her brother or her dad, a relative, that they were about to switch off the life support machine. This person was gone. And the family gathered just to say they have goodbyes and all that. And then this group of believers came in and said, can they pray? And Shinama is like, it's just a waste of time. But anyway, what, what tells you? I'm about to switch up. What, what's the worst that can happen? Pray. And then they prayed. And when they finished praying, they left. Said 20 minutes later, this person woke up, rose up from the bed. And was healed totally. And she went to look for God. She gave her life to Christ. And of course, she's a believer to you today. Now, my question is, the people that went there and prayed... There may be someone among them that will be like, why didn't God answer our prayer? But my question is, did God answer? He always answers. Be bold. I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. The reason why we keep by the grace of God in this, as a church, we get the word of knowledge from time to time, comes from obedience. And it's something I have to learn with the Holy Spirit. As I give you, you say it. And there have been deliverances. There have been awesome things that have happened. I mean, I don't want to begin to recount different cases that God has delivered, like things that God will give us as a word, and by the next week, we see performance. To God be all the glory. But what is the Spirit of God saying to, to you today? I want to help you. I want to help you. I want to help you. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 14, I like the way the Amplified Translation puts it, it says, for all who are allowing themselves to be led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Take, take note of the word there. 
for all who are allowing. Are you allowing yourself to be led by the Spirit of God? The Spirit of God will never compel you. Will never force you. All you will have is that feeling, that or that word to this. The Bible says that you will hear a voice right behind you telling you where to go, whether to the right, left or to the right. So are we allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us? And a lot of times the mistake we make is we feel, oh, I come to church, I worship God, then I go, to, I go back to my life and I live my life the way I want. No, that's not how it works as a believer. The Spirit of God wants to be involved in your everyday life. You can't dump him by the side, then pick him up when you want him. It doesn't work that way. In the days of old, the Spirit of God was with his people. In these days, the Spirit of God is in his people. Say, the Spirit of God is in me. You know, the time we did a teaching, and we showed us series through the Old Testament, how the Spirit of God came upon people. If you go read the story of Samson, so a lot of us talk about Samson. Oh, he killed a thousand soldiers with the, the jawbone of an ass. You know, and I remember when I gave this story, I, I, I asked people, do you know what it takes to kill one person? A lot of times we trivialize who Samson is. You should be calling him Uncle Samson. Can you kill four people? Do you know? I, I mean, so, you won't know I'm that. Okay, I'm just saying, if you're a soldier, are you going to physical combat with four grown men? You think you are strong? Can you kill? He killed a thousand soldiers with the jawbone of an ass, of a donkey. Go and read about Samson. Go and read about him again. Amazing. But guess one thing that always happened in the scripture. The Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. Oh, Saul. When someone told him that they are going, you see a band of prophets prophesying and you will join them. That's how you will know. That's a sign. And the Bible says he prophesied, he fell, he, was even, he fell on the floor and kept prophesying. People were like, ah, ah. it's all even a prophet. That is the Holy Spirit. It is that same spirit that it, the spirit did not diminish. The spirit was not reduced. They didn't say version 2, version 2.0. No, 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 no. It is that same spirit that is saying, I want to help you today. I pray with you to him in the name of Jesus. Very quickly, just to wrap it up, I'm going to be talking about the promise of the helper. The purpose of the helper and the reality. The promise, the purpose, and the reality. I'm going to be using scriptures for this teaching, basically. The promise, the promise. The Bible says in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 16, 17. For a lot of us, we need to believe that we have him in us. So that's what I want to help you do today. It says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, Counselor, strengthener, standby to be with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive and take to his heart because he does not see him or know him. But you know him because the Holy Spirit remains with you and with you continually and will be in you. This was the promise. Another one in John chapter 16, verse 7. Jesus said, But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go with uh, go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. My question is, has Jesus sent the Holy Spirit? 
Has Jesus sent the Holy Spirit? Yes. 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 We have the Holy Spirit in us. And I pray in the name of Jesus that by the time we are done with this teaching, someone will be charged up. And we begin to take authority. You know, because of, I mean, and I'm talking to you from, I'm not talking from a place of, oh, pastor is just talking to his people. I'm of experience. Experience by the grace of God. You know how you go to your place of work? You know? Don't you know you're at an advantage? You don't know? You have access to some information that people may not know. We're talking about Elisha the other day. How the king, you know, of the other camp was talking with his people. And anytime he plans, it seems like the other guys, the Israelites were hearing and they were attacking him. So he was like, How come? He said, There's a prophet that anything you say in your chambers, they can hear it. Do you know what it means to be in the workplace? I don't know who has worked with that kind of power at work before. I have. I know what I'm saying. And it takes being deliberate, knowing that you have the Spirit of God in you. And in my own case, what happened to me was, I started seeing things that, when someone came to ask me, I said, what do you put in your mouth? Then I knew that there's power. That I'm carrying power in the workplace. It's like, why is it that anything you say, the person meant it to, that if you have a jazz person, can you introduce me? And I said, no, it is Jesus. Don't get out, don't get out of there. All these people that you'll be doing some things underground. No, but when all of you, the people in the office, when they are all eating and doing other things, and I'm waiting on the without food, Money tonight for three weeks. And I'm in the office, I'm like a spirit. I'm not joking. Because I'm weak, but I don't know how I get strength. I've not eaten for two weeks, and I'm in the office, and we are doing daily videos. So I leave the office at 8 o'clock, I get home and sleep till 10, and I'm there from video from 10 to 3. Then I go, I go back and sleep a little and go to work. Will I, not, will I be normal? I can't be normal. I'm not even talking about the sacrifices. I'm talking about the reality of knowing the power you carry. So I now found, ah, when the person told me that, why is it that everything you say, the management approve, they listen. That if our people want to get you to support them so that the management will approve, that what do you put in your mouth? And I said, it's Jesus. And then I said, okay, I can get more. I can have more benefits. God, so you've given me authority. What I need now is favor. Favor. Ah, I mean, I, I don't want to, I mean... I pray in the name of Jesus that you will know who you are. There's something a young guy, one of my, the staff where I worked before, I mean in Nigeria, before I came here, the company was a very good company and people hardly leave, like, but this guy said he was going to leave. And I'm like, you are the best, you are one of the best in your department. And the thing is, from time to time when I speak with the CEO, one of the names he mentions is that guy. And I'm like, how? And he's a believer, I'm like, how can you want to leave when the ovation is loud? Like, why do you want to leave now? And where you are going, we don't even, it's not even a known company. And he said something. He said, my rise, the grace I have, the, the, the progress I've made is not about where I am. It's not because of where I work. The grace is in me. Anywhere I go, the grace will reflect. I said, this is someone that knows the God he has. This is someone that knows the spirit he carries. So you're in the workplace and they are bullying you. It shouldn't be so. No. No, 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 no. No. Why? Because you know who you are. You shouldn't be afraid of for them. For them, not of them. You are a carrier of light. You are a carrier of light. Let the Holy Spirit help you. 
Release it. Stop fighting. See, so someone does something, says something bad against you, then you go to other people and say something bad. You fought your battle. And that's where it stops. The Holy Spirit will hands off. But when someone says something against you and you're like, okay, and you just keep quiet, I hand it over to you, Spirit of God. <laughs> you know, I had an experience where I had this colleague that, you know, and the funny thing about it is that God, you know, have you ever had where people come and confess the bad things they, they are doing against you to you? You've never experienced it. Uh. Colleague said, I used to hate you. I said, why? He said, why is it that the CEO loves you so much? I mean, I used to be, it's not my fault. What did I do? But the weird things used to happen. Like my CEO can come to HR. I, I mean, if I mention the organization, you know, that's what I'm saying. And he'll say, oh, go, let's go on a stroll. <laughs> and I was not the head of HR. That's favor. That's favor. I'm telling you. I'm telling you that it is nothing. It's not as if the work was, yes, I did my best, but it's not by doing your best. It's by the grace of God. And I'm telling you that that grace is available. So the person said, I used to hate you. I now found out that that person had been conspiring and saying things to, I mean, the head of HR, like, how can we go? We have to tell him to stop going. I like, can't be talking to the head CEO straight up. Imagine CEO came to meet him in the office. That is going above the authority. And that person called me to office and said, can you imagine what this person said about you? I would just laugh. And I said, everybody, you don't be saying things. I would just be hearing. And I would smile when they tell me those kind of things. And I move on. My point is this. No weapon. No scheme was effective against me in that place. Why? Because I left it to the Holy Spirit. I allowed him be my helper. So let me talk about the purpose very quickly. The purpose, the purpose, the purpose. The first purpose, it's so we all know, of course, is here as our comforter, as our helper, as our guide and all that. But one of the purposes I want to talk about today, I'm going to talk about three. Um, the first one is the assurance that we are in him. The assurance that we are in God. The Holy Spirit was sent. One of the major purposes is so that we know that we are in God. The Bible says in the book of 1 John 4, 13, it says, by this we know, with confident assurance, that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given to us his Holy Spirit. By this we know, with confident assurance, that we abide in God and he in us. Because, how do you know? Because he has given us his Holy Spirit. Assurance. Assurance. Very quickly, the second purpose is to testify about Jesus. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 15 verse 26, But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. It will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. Mike, can you come forward? I want to just do a quick exercise. If you don't mind, thank you. Let's stand together for Jesus. So, are you born again? Eh, you are? So, how come, do you believe Jesus died on the cross for you and he rose up on the third day? How do you believe that? Were you there? Do I have another mic? Please. I want you to, I want to, I'm trying to bring something out. So you believed Jesus died, you believe Jesus died for you and rose again. Yes. Were you there? No. How do you know it is true? 
because I believe in the word. Are you sure it's not a lie? <laughs> Don't let me confuse you. <laughs> I, have, I have faith in the word. You have faith in the word? Yes. That is the Holy Spirit. Think of it. You guys don't understand. How is it that you believed somebody 2,000 years ago died and rose again? You didn't see it. That is the Holy Spirit. If you want to understand the power of the Holy Spirit, that is it. Why are you so sure? I mean, if you ever speak to an atheist or all these theologians that are psycho, <laughs> you'll be confused. I'm telling you, not that you'll be confused, but you'll be like, ah, you don't know that it is the Holy Spirit that helps you believe. By the time they bring facts, were you there? What is the proof? This, 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 that. But you just know that is the Spirit. Hallelujah. So when the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is us, God bless you, sir. When he said the Holy Spirit testifies about Jesus, that is it. We all believe that Jesus died for us. That is the Holy Spirit at work. And the last purpose, before I explain this last purpose, let me try and wrap, let me, let me try and enter your heads a little. Let's try and do a little exercise. When you want to buy a house in Canada, a new house, an amount, especially for, okay, for the houses that close lot longer or far later than, um, than your purchase date. I, do, I, I hope I'm clear. For the houses that close later, I know you understand what I'm saying. There's something that you're required to put down first to show your commitment. What's that thing called? God bless you. It's called a down payment. Now, fast forward to when you're about to close. There's something the bank, if you tell the bank that, oh, I have 20%, I've put 20% down. Or I've put 20, I have 20%, right, that I'm ready to, willing to invest. What would they say? They'll say they want to see it. Why do they want to see that money in your account? Why? Proof. Proof. Don't see it as a proof that you are serious, that you have the ability to complete it. The Holy Spirit is a down payment. It's a guarantee of God's promise. So God told us, tells us that we have a glory, a glory that is coming, that we are going to dwell with him. Sending his Holy Spirit is just to let us know that, okay, take this, take the Spirit, take my Spirit to let you know that I mean what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles. For some of you are like, ah, Pastor, down payment, the Holy Spirit, the whole Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5. I'm reading from the trans Amplified Translation. It says, Now he who has made us and prepared us for this very purpose is God, who gave us the Holy Spirit as a pledge, a guarantee, a down payment on the fulfillment of his promise. A down payment. I, I, so it may take you to Wednesday to understand. Go and watch it again or read this scripture. The Spirit of God will release it upon you. It's confirmation that God means what he's saying. A lot of people, I remember my grandmother, may God bless her soul. She died at over 106. And we didn't really know her real age. I think she was like 120. Why? How did we get her age? So, of course, because for my dad's place... Um, um, the older generation are kind of illiterate, so they don't really know the age. So we, what we use is we use people that, um, that are literate amongst them. So we had a few literate people from my village then. So there's one literate man that knew his own age, knew when he was born, because his father was also literate. But that guy used to prostrate to greet my grandmother. So they now did one, one year. They said, ah, mama, mama is okay. Do I just put one year? At least you know it's a plus one. 
and that my grandmother now died at 106. So it means that grandmother was like 120. Because someone that you are a year older than cannot be prostrating for you. You understand? So she lives, and my grandmother was a, she was a legend. I mean, my, my, <laughs> I don't want to start thinking about her. Anyway, you know what my grandmother would say? Say, ah, <laughs> she said to Yoruba, she said, I was a little child. They said, Jesus will come. <laughs> now I'm about to die. <laughs> when is he coming? They said, Jesus will come. If, I, if I'm about to die, my father said, Grandma, just keep quiet. We'll be saying this confession together. Let's commit your soul to God. So every day my dad will go pray with her and commit her soul to God. You know, so my point is, <laughs> you know why God has sent the Holy Spirit as a pledge? So we constantly prompt us and remind us of the realness of the promise. How come you still believe Jesus is coming? You know, people have predicted that ah, this is the time. This is the time it will come. Everybody will go and sell everything they have. They don't understand scriptures. That Jesus already said it that nobody knows except the Father. Himself, he doesn't know why. Because in his love and his kindness, maybe he can reveal it to his people. So he doesn't know. So then someone comes and says that ah, Jesus is coming in 2022. You see people selling their things, living life anyhow. May God help us in the name of Jesus. But have you ever thought about it? Just sorry, let me digress a little. Imagine you knew the date Jesus was coming. February 24th, 2022. What will happen? Let's not lie to ourselves. Will you worship from now till then? No. A lot of people do the evil in their heart. Think of it. They will do it till the end of February, till the first week of February. Then they will now repent. Some people even do it to 23rd. They will go to club on 23rd night. Then on 24th, they will now say, God have mercy on me. Prepare me to take me home. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it's so funny when we speak. Let me just tell you some of the works of the Holy Spirit. It's funny when you speak to people that don't believe in God. How resolute they are in their own belief that there's no God. Have you ever spoken to any of such people? They're so resolute. You'd have to them, Jesus is coming. I remember one of my father's workers back in the day, the builder, my dad's builder. So, my dad was telling him that, give your, he's a Muslim, he said, give your life to Christ. Give your life to Christ. Give your life to Christ. The man said, eh, okay, later, later. My dad said, Jesus is, Jesus is coming soon. He can come anytime. The man said, ah. My dad was a reverend at the time. Reverend. So, when Jesus comes, he will take you away. My dad said, yes. Hmm. He said, so he will take your wife. My dad said, yes. He said, so he will take your first son. My dad said, yes. We are three boys. He will take your second son. My dad said, yes. I'm the last boy. He said, he will take a go-to. My dad said, yes. He said, can you wield the house to me when Jesus comes? <laughs> he said, can I take over this house? I will, I will be, no one in me, I will stay. I wonder how people make such calls. Like, How? Spirit is sent to us to bear witness in us. So the fact that we believe doesn't make us fools. We are not fools at all. And God is raising up a generation. You know, a few people, people have thought over time that it's only fools that believe in Jesus. But God is changing the narrative now. Trust me. God is raising men. Even in this place. You know, I told you guys some time ago. I remember when all of us, when we started, can you just, for 10 seconds, think of how you walked into this place. Everyone. Okay, maybe the people that came with said they may not understand. But think of 
the first time. Demola, think of it. Pastor Kbe, remember. Pastor Tayo, ah, remember. And you remember. Ini, Yudi, think of it. I'm just, I'm mentioning random names so that people can think back of where they were. It is clear that God has an agenda. He has an agenda. There's a work he wants to do in us to show that wise men seek Jesus. So that the world sees that it's not, I mean, for too long it has looked like like the kingdom of God is a scam. That these people that call Jesus, that call the Holy Spirit, that rely on the Holy Spirit are psychos. No, that's about to change in the name of Jesus. But for us to be effective vessels, we need to submit to the helper. We need to yield to the Holy Spirit. What does it take to yield to the Holy Spirit? Just say, I'm ready. And as he leads you, you go. A lot of times, it makes no sense. A lot of times, it makes no sense. The reality, to crown it all up, the reality, the reality is that the Holy Spirit is in us now. That is the reality. Say, the Holy Spirit is in me. I am not ordinary. I carry the Spirit of God in me. I am not ordinary. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 11, it says the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by his same Spirit living within you. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives where? In you. Say it together with me. The Spirit of the Lord who raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. Lives in me. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, He will give life to my mortal body by this same Spirit living within me. Hallelujah. We need to understand that God sending the Holy Spirit to us is an expression of His love. Letting us know that He cares for us. Letting us know that He will not leave you without a helper. You will not be on your own. I want to help you. And the Holy Spirit is saying, don't segregate me. Don't push me aside. Why is it that you only come to me when you need healing? Why is it that you only come to me when you need things that work for you? Why don't you let me come into your life? Why don't you take me to your workplace? Why don't you take me to your relationships? He wants all. Like we say, Jesus is either the Lord of all or the Lord of none. I pray we will yield our lives to Jesus, to the Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus, one thing I can assure you is that if you are ready to release your life and yield it to the Holy Spirit, you will have an amazing work with God. I see people struggle with things that should ordinarily come to the palm of their hands. I see people stress. I see people become worried when they can just hand it over to him. In business, I see people wallow. Wallow in confusion. Yield your business to the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit says, for now, stop. No new product. You sit down. If it says it's time for product, you continue. Some people are always looking for product. What is the Holy Spirit saying? Sometimes the Holy Spirit is saying, focus on what I've given you. Let's get it sorted together. I can never forget an encounter I had. And I will share that before I wrap up this service. You know, when I say, when the Holy Spirit leads, you follow. A lot of times it's easy to say. 
But when the time comes, can we do it? There was a time, I remember the first consignment I ever brought from China. If I tell you the story, then you yourself, you know, so when you say, Pastor, I pray for your grace, can you do the things I've done? Can you take the risk I've taken? And one thing is, it's when you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit from time to time and you walk with him, that you know his voice and you don't make mistakes by the grace of God. The Holy Spirit told me about the products. I mean, the journey was very funny. And I'm going to be sharing a teaching by the grace of God. Next week, by the grace of God, is our God will do it again service. The week after, I'm going to be teaching on open doors. And I'm going to refer to this testimony I'm giving you. It's one of the testimonies that I prepared for that teaching. But let me share it now. I feel the Spirit wants someone to, someone to hear. So you understand the way the Spirit works. So, the Spirit told me, it says, it's time to move to the next level. So, for this product, I've given you the retail market. You are doing well. You are doing well in Canada. Don't you want to expand? And in my own mind, what I felt the Spirit was saying is, okay, do more of this product. I started reaching out to companies. So, uh, companies, larger companies in Canada. Like, let me, okay, I want to supply you this thing. Let me do it on a bigger scale. So there's this company I reached out to. I sent them an email. Two days after they got back to me, they said, okay, let's have a conversation. I spoke to them. They said, the truth of the matter is that particular product you have, we have a constant and steady supplier from Ghana. So we may not be able to give you that market. But there is this new product. There's a product in the market. We know you have a lot of coconut in Nigeria. Can you make it for us? And I said, okay, let me get back to you. I called my supplier in Nigeria, intelligent guy. That guy should be a chemist. He can mix anything. Awesome guy. I said, there is this thing, this product, have you heard of it? He said, ah, yes, I know. I said, what's wrong with these people? Opportunity like this. I said, okay, can you help me research on it? The guy said, no problem, sir. I'll get back to you in like two hours. Then I was waiting patiently, like, God, this is it. This is it. And then the guy gets back to me and he says, ah, yes, sir. You know, I don't know why they say yes, sir, before they talk to you. Yes, sir. In the next 10 years, that technology cannot even get to Nigeria to make that product. <laughs> ah! And I felt... I don't know how many of us, maybe you are in business, you'll have had those seasons. When your hope is so high, then someone just dashes it with unbelief. <laughs> I know that, that technology really, that's the truth, may not get there. And then I forgot about it and I, I called the guy and I said, okay, I'll get back to you that, let me walk around something. And then two days after, I'm telling you, helper, you have to rely on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> two days after, the Holy Spirit came to me. I mean, it was so clear. He says, who told you that you must, you must be a local? It's only Nigeria you must be importing from. Who told you? He says, are you attacking me? Like, what, what do you want me to? He says, go to the other nations of the earth and import. In, see, listen. Before, so maybe some of you don't understand. Before I came to Canada, in my life, I've never imported. In my family, we don't import. What? Even online, we don't really buy online. I'm not joking. My family, where I come from, all we know is building, land, real estate. That's what we know. If I remember my father came to Canada and saw one of my consignments, he said, wow. He said in his whole life, he has never imported. He doesn't import. He said that his son can import. He's excited. But what led to that stage? Listen. So this is me that I've never, even bringing my first consignment from Nigeria, I was like, I was like, God, help me. How will I clear it? All those things. I went through the journey. Now, you're saying I should bring from a country where I don't have, I've not seen them physically. So I read out, I mean, just to cut the long story short, I read out, and now, don't you say, look, search, and find a supplier out of 
Nigeria, I mean, wherever they are producing this, I now started Googling, looking, looking. I found suppliers in Indonesia, China. I started talking to them, Indonesia and China. And then I got this one that said, okay, for us to do it, you must deposit this amount. The amount they said I should deposit was my whole savings, my whole, our totality of financial capacity in Canada. They said you would deposit it. And because when I came to Canada, two times they tried to scam me. One, with the first house I wanted to rent. Secondly, with my first card I wanted to buy. So anytime, and now this habit, anytime I talk to someone that has to request for money, I'll go and Google it, what a phrase, and put scam. So I wrote, buying product from China, scam. <laughs> you see the amount of scams that came up. Ha! And I said, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? He says, do it. I said, okay. Okay. So with all humility, with my hands shaking, I went to the bank. I wired the money. So I was now, every day I'll be checking, is everything okay? Is everything okay? The day they don't answer me quickly, I'll say, oh, Paris, I'm finished. <laughs> We've all been through this journey. And then a lot of you, listen to me, a lot of you that are important today. It's because you saw that you have done it by the grace of God. If nobody had done it, will you import? How many of you can take the risk? If you can say, do it, it is doable. You see somebody do it, you feel comfortable. Maybe for some of you, you did it before you came here. But the first one is not always the easiest. And then I sent, so I was waiting. Then they sent me a message and said, your shipment is completed. Send the balance payment. I said, please send me all the proof. Can I see pictures? Can I see everything? They sent everything to me. I said, okay. Uh, so balance payment. I got the money together. Remember I said that it was my uh, totality we used to pay the deposit. God had provided the balance. We paid. In fact, I took out of credit card. I remember. Yeah, we, took, we emptied our credit cards. We paid. Imagine risk it that much. So when the guy said, we've dispatched it, contact your custom broker to clear in Canada. I didn't even know that. I didn't think to that point of, is the product allowed in Canada? Ah, I said, God, if this thing is not allowed, this is how they finish me. That what we like doing this. <laughs> so when you see me here that I stand and I've, I've been through things, I was not always like this. It's a journey. So I said, okay. And as God we have it, this product landed in Canada. I was the second person, second person, I believe, in Canada by the grace of God that brought that thing in. I brought it in I've never seen that kind of traction in my life. Since till today that I'm doing business, I've not seen that kind of traction. I sent it in day one. As the thing was landing, six others. Next day, 20, I was like, what? I said, Holy Spirit, I love you. I love you. What next? And that is where we are today. That is where we are today. I love the Holy Spirit. I'm not, and I'm introducing it to you. I'm telling you that let him into your life. I, see, I cannot attest anything, one single thing to my capacity, to my power. Everything is by the help of the Holy Spirit. My spiritual journey, Holy Spirit. My financial journey, Holy Spirit. My marital journey, Holy Spirit. My family, Holy Spirit. Everything. I just want us to bow our heads today and just say, Holy Spirit, I yield to you. Give me the grace to submit to your leading. Help me to yield. It says the Holy Spirit, it says for all who are allowing themselves to be led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Say, help me to allow myself to be helped by you. Help me to allow myself to be led by you. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask for help. We don't want to do life the way we've been doing it with you. We want you to lead us in every way. 
Ask that you touch the hearts of your children. Help them. Very quickly, you may be here and you know that your work with God is not as it used to be. You are far from Him. I want to give you a very quick opportunity to restore your work with God. You know you are no more where you used to be. Or you have never, never had God in your life. You've never given your life to Christ. You've never, ever. Whether you are here, whether you are joining us online, I want to give you an opportunity to come to Him. Why? It is those that have Jesus that have that receive His Holy Spirit. If you want to walk with this Holy Spirit, you need Jesus. You can't do it by your power. And I want to give you a quick opportunity today. I'm not calling you out. Right there where you are seated, let's bow our eyes, our, our heads and close our eyes. Right there where you are seated, I will pray with you. And then you'll become part of the beneficiaries of this Spirit. You'll become a child of God. So if you are here today, you are saying, Lord Jesus, I'm ready to start a walk with you. I'm ready to start a new walk with you. Just wave your hands to God. Wave your hands very quickly. Thank you, my sister. God bless you. Thank you, my sister. Do we have any other person? If you're online and you're joining us, I want to encourage you. Wherever you are, there's no distance in the realm of the Spirit. Raise up your hand to Jesus, even where you are seated in your house or wherever you are watching from. He is ready to hold you by the hand. Thank you, my sister. God bless you. Father, we thank you. I just want you to say after me, Lord Jesus, thank you for joining me. Thank you for coming to die for my sins. I believe that you died for my sins and you rose up on the third day. Thank you for saving my life. Today, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I forsake my old life. I forsake my old ways of doing things. And I cling to you. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your children that have come to you. The word says that whosoever shall come unto me, I shall in no wise cast away. As your daughter, as your other people have come to you, Lord, I pray that you will receive them, that you will hold them, keep them steady, release your spirit upon them in the name of Jesus, that they will not do life alone any longer. They will be helped by your spirit. And for every one of us, Lord, I ask that you give us the grace to yield because the spirit is already in us. Perhaps there are those of us that do things that, that make the Holy Spirit uncomfortable that he has to leave. Things that are not, that are not expected of us of the spirit. Lord, I pray that you will give us the grace to turn a new leaf. Honor and adoration we give unto you. That there will be restoration of our work with you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Yeah.